Hello, my friends. It's Andy coming to you live from Orange County, California on a wonderful Monday evening. And, um, you know, I, I plan on coming on live tonight anyway, but uh, every so often I think, you know what, I'm going to take the night off or uh, there's not going to be any news. And then every day, this is, <laughs> there is almost, if I'm going to do this kind of show, there's almost no way of not doing a show every day because there's something happening every day. Uh, that is uh, proving me right in so many ways. So you got this sign that I put here uh, some time ago that says, uh, I may be wrong, but I doubt it. Uh, and that is the ridiculousness of the Democrats left Antifa BM. They're all, they're all the same people. Uh, it doesn't matter. You can be white and be BLM and, and uh, of course you, Antifa. Um, it's just simply the Democratic Party has lost their mind and they're, they're just, they're, if they voted for Biden, we know. Whenever somebody says I voted for Biden or they're driving their sign, uh, with a uh, bumper sticker on their car, I stay far away because they are one of the dumbest people on the road because they made a decision to vote for a a vessel, a, an empty body, uh, a base, essentially a, a dead man walking. Uh, who's and then, uh, of course, then you have the vice president uh, nominee, Kamala Harris, who again should not she should not even be running a, a McDonald's. Oh no, she's so smart and she. <laughs> She, <laughs> you talk about people compromising, right? And I know that we have some rhinos that do the same thing, that they'll say one thing and then end up doing another. Uh, but you have this Kamala Harris who accused Biden of being a sexual predator, essentially, during the, the, the uh, debates, also said he, that he was racist. And then when he nominated as vice president, oh, he's the most wonderful, the nicest guy. He's just such a really good guy. And thank God, this is what leadership looks like. Because that, but she did. This is this is what leadership looked like. And just months earlier, she was saying he was a sexual predator, a racist, and put um, had bad uh, uh, policies in in the sense. But also, showed it, so did she here in California. She's one of the most miserable human beings on the planet. And she, I'm I'm sure that when she looks in the mirror, she goes, "I hate you." Um, I, I don't even like you. I, I don't know anybody being in law enforcement and being in the uh, federal court system, state court system here in California. Uh, I know people that know Kamala Harris and have worked with Kamala. They, they have, I've never heard them say anything nice, <laughs> nice about her. They go, man, she's got an, I mean, everything from she's got an annoying laugh to she's just not again, a nice person. And so, and this is not, this is widely known. And uh, even the Democrats who voted for Biden, you know, you ask them, I've, I've yet, I've yet to have one either in a comment where I asked them, well, tell me what it is, the reason why you voted for Biden or in face to face. I, I've been in either um, some type of social um, uh, um, locations, um, even in a bar where uh, somebody next to me either mentions, oh, I can't wait for the election so I can vote for Biden. I go, and I gotta go what? I said, what is it? Wh what policy are you specifically voting for? What is the thing in regard to Biden that you find to be the most um, inviting or the most, um, uh, you know, the, the, the biggest reason why you think you'd be a good president? Well, uh, Trump, he's a racist and he cheated on his wife and he put children in cages on the border and he's, um, um, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, racist is usually one of the things that always comes up. And I go, no, 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 that's not what I asked you. I asked you, why are you voting for Biden? Well, because Donald Trump, he's, he's like, he's a Russian spy. You haven't heard that he's a <laughs> I just, there a laugh at him, but I go, you may be simply, I mean, uh, I've seen a lot of dumb people, but the Democrats may be simply just some of the dumbest people on the planet that voted for Biden. Now, there's Democrats that I'm pretty sure did not vote for Biden. Uh, and I'm going to get to uh, the good news. And that is, I don't think there's as many uh, Nimrods and uh, nitwits as we, we think there are. Uh, but we'll get back to that in just one second. Let me look at some of the comments here. 
Hey, uh, Kathy, nice to see you. Uh, always happy to have you on the show. And Carol, of course, always love having you. Uh, and uh, Nilani, I love having you. We love your show. I love you being on the show and watching and commenting. All of you that are watching and not commenting, please tell me where you're watching from, who you are, all that kind of stuff. And if you disagree, I love people that disagree. That's my one of my favorite things. And I love people that obviously are, are conservative Christians or conservatives. Um, and, but I also love uh, the, 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 the haters. That's the, that actually is some of my favorite stuff. When, when people, you're an idiot. Uh, it's my, and then I ask them every time, everybody that's watched here, Kathy, Carol, Milani, and you have Amy that watches, you got, uh, Hedia, you got a number of people that watch on a regular basis. Whenever I have to say, okay, well tell me why you voted for Biden. Never. <laughs> Not once. Did they ever say, well, um, uh, his policy of killing, Hundreds of thousands of babies. That one I really like. 350,000 in 2017, 2018. That, that is one of my favorite policies when he kills babies. And, and they celebrate that we will kill babies in the ninth month, late-term abortion. That is one of my favorite things. Um, when, when, they, when they talk about releasing criminals from prison early, before their time is up, that's one of my favorites. You know, sanctuary cities for criminals, rapists, murderers, uh, robbery suspects, Talking about not being able to arrest them, that they have a safe haven, a, a sanctuary. I think that's an amazing policy, right? You never, <laughs> you never hear them talk about that. All right, so let me get to the point. Uh, well, first of all, let me get to this point. The uspatriotproject.com. And I know some of you go, well, yesterday, wasn't that the, wasn't it simply USA Patriot Project? Uh, yes. Um, it's because as you're tweaking stuff in the beginning uh, and creating a project, creating a business, when I created Falco Canine Academy, I went through all types of iterations of the name of the company, Falco Enterprises Incorporated to Falco Canine Academy, uh, all the different colors of the logo and all that kind of stuff. And so a bunch of things happen. And so we've now added the word the, the uspatriotproject.com. It flows a little bit better. Uh, and uh, we got um, uh, one of one a logo example that came up here. Let me go ahead and get rid of my uh, lower third here so you can see it fully. But here's one of the iterations of a logo that I actually think is pretty cool. And I really like it. Remember, I talked about having a lion as um, as part of the logo. And of course, red, white, and blue. Now, this is a 3D version, the US Patriot Project, uh, with the lion representing Jesus Christ. Um, the lion, uh, not the sheep, obviously, not the lamb, uh, but the lion, uh, the Jesus Christ, the US Patriot Project. So that's one of the logos. Uh, and when I saw this, the first thing I thought of is, is making a coin, you know, a, uh, a courage coin or a coin, a SWAT coin or a military coin that, you, have, you know, men wear in their pocket to remind them of their of strength, of courage, of being a masculine men. And also women can carry it in their person and, and they can do that too. But I was thinking, oh, that looks like it would look really cool as a coin. And then on the other side, have some type of passage that would go. And so um, and so I, I think that looks really cool. I'm really happy with that. All right. So back to the frame here. Oops, sorry. It was right next to it. Uh, is go to the uspatriotproject.com. Uspatri oh, you know what? I don't think I changed the link. Hold on. Wait till after the show. I need to fix it. <laughs> Because <laughs> I have not put the, the redirect link yet up. Um, so just write, if you want to, just type in US Patriot Project. I am so sorry. I just realized that I was at my computer and I got distracted by an article showing, and, I, and I'm going to share it with you later on today, about how uh, the school closures are actually killing children. The school closures that they're claiming are going to save children and save uh, you know their grandparents' life are actually killing children. So I'm going to show you that article uh, uh, you know, towards the end of this uh, broadcast. So I got distracted, sorry, and I did not make the redirect. So right now it's still usapatriotproject.com. That'll take you to the financial page where you can donate. Uh, and if you scroll down, you have uh, the, um, uh, the nonprofit number that you could use to write off your donation. So go to uspatriotproject.com. 
after I get in with the show, I'll make sure the redirect is there for the USA, uh, usapatriotproject.com. Uh, and those of you watching the replay, by the time you watch the replay, it'll all be set up and not that big of a deal. All right. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and drop that lower third to show you some graphics here. And what do I mean that the good news is that there may not be as many dimwit Democrats as we thought is because what the media wants you to believe is that somehow 80 million Democrats voted for Joe Biden. Now, number one, we know that, I mean, even conservatives and even Democrats, even liberal uh, liberals, uh, the most liberal liberals know that that's not even possible, that you had a guy that did not go out and campaign. Uh, everybody knows that he's mentally declining. Uh, and everybody knew that the, that the DNC was going to rig an election to the point where it was going to cause there to be a lot more votes in appearance than there actually was. And so when I thought about it, always trying to look at the positive side of things is that our country is not filled as much as I thought was with the demonic um, uh, liberal Democrats as uh, the media wants you to think. They want you to think that 80 million people voted for um, uh, pre uh, Vice President Biden. Uh, and we simply know that that's not true. I'm gonna give you a couple of graphics. I wanna thank Dan Bongino for putting these graphics on his uh, website so that I, and so not so that I could use them, but I've, I'm using them and I just want to make sure that Dan Bongino gets credit for pulling these out of a couple news articles, actually two different news articles, I think we're using here. Um, and for, we're going to take a look at these. I'm going to go through them fairly rapidly. If you want to see a longer explanation, go to the Dan Bongino uh, podcast or YouTube or Rumbler and uh, check out the entire, it's an hour long uh, show that he does on these things and goes into greater detail. <clears throat> but what I wanted you to take away is that I want to show you that it's the numbers aren't what you think they are or what you're being told by the media. And so, first of all, let's look at this um, voting pattern. And uh, wow, that's really weird. <laughs> voting pattern. And you, you can't. Uh, and I'm sorry if you're watching on the phone, you can't see it. But the highlighted places there are, are Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia and um, uh, Michigan. And what, what, what they're saying there is that strangely enough, remember that in those states, um, counting the votes stopped. And then what happened was at about 6.30 a.m., 4.42 a.m., 1.34 a.m., and 3.58 a.m., which is about 4 o'clock, that suddenly a large number of votes for Biden showed up, suddenly, all in the, in the early morning uh, times in all these really important states. Again, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, Georgia, and um, why, is that, why is it Michigan? What's the other one? Uh, Missouri. Maybe, I'm not sure, um, but there's two MIs and I'm not sure why. Maybe it was just, they, they, they came in at different times, but they have two MIs on there. But anyway, it does not really matter uh, because in these swing states and then the other ones that aren't highlighted, uh, also a, a large number, but not quite the same numbers as other places. Uh, I mean, it's larger margins. And so when you look at Michigan, at least the first time there, uh, it was um, 141,258 votes suddenly showed up after they stopped counting the votes uh, so 141,258 for Biden and only 5,000 for President Trump. Now, that wasn't the case because remember, he was winning. And what they did is they halted counting so that they could have time to bring in those 141,000 so they can turn things around for Biden. Uh, the next one there in Wisconsin, same thing happened at um, 4.42 a.m. After they had stopped the counting, 143,379 votes for Biden and only, <laughs> only 25,000 showed up for Trump. Um, and then we got go down to Georgia, 136 at uh, 1.34 a.m. while everybody was sleeping. Um, uh, votes showed up for Biden and only 29,000 showed up for Trump. 
And then we come down to the other, I don't know, the other Michigan, I'm, I'm guessing, um, at 3.50 a.m., 54,000 votes showed up for Biden and only 4,000 showed up for Trump. And that those other states, same similar things happened, but the margin weren't, weren't, as, weren't as large. And so when you're, um, when we're looking at things like that, that is the first indication that these ballots that supposedly Democrats voted for Biden and maybe even some Republicans or and some independents voted for Biden, that it really is not true. And so I'm encouraged to think, well, there may be not as many lunatics in the United States that voted for Biden as we might think. Those are false ballots. Those are mail-in ballots that, that suddenly were all, sh that were all put into a back of a trick pickup truck, which is illegal, by the way. Personal vehicles are not allowed to be used for transportation of ballots. And we have a picture here I want to show you um, on Twitter. Wow, what's going on with these things? You see the back of a pickup truck? See, it has a bumper sticker that says Biden for president. In the back of that pickup truck are ballots being transported. That is illegal. And I forget what city that or what state that's in. I want to say Wisconsin, but I'm not 100% sure. But you have two trucks, maybe three. This other car that you can't, I can't see what's inside. But you have the truck in front, which has ballots in the back of the truck. And you have in the back of this truck, obviously, hundreds, if not thousands of ballots in the back of that truck on a, that has a bumper sticker that says Biden for president. This is illegal. It have, they have to be government vehicles or um, licensed uh, contracted vehicles, not in the back of personal vehicles. And that's where you get these numbers here uh, that are skewed towards uh, Biden. And again, I'm only, uh, oops, sorry. I'm only sharing that with you. Uh, that information for you is the first sign that these are ballots that were created by possibly, uh, you know, a, a, a team of maybe a hundred Democrats voting just for Biden. Remember, we have a lot of ballots that do not have any of the under uh, card, any of the senators or Congress people, or even any of the um, uh, the other laws that they want to get into place or uh, propositions they want to get in place. None of those are marked yes or no for against or for one person. None of those things are marked only president. Biden versus Trump. That's the only thing that's marked. That is also a very uh, telling sign that there's something uh, going on that's uh, nefarious and was not legal. Uh, and then again, now they're being transported in personal vehicles. And again, that the numbers are not reflective of who actually voted uh, for President Trump. The numbers aren't there. And again, going back to the top, the good news may be that we don't have... At, here we go. There may not be as many people that they you think as the media wants you to think voting for Joe Biden. Now let's look at another thing here. I'm going to have to put my glasses on again, probably. Um, here is another this is from the spectator. It says we are told that Biden won more votes nationally than any presidential candidate in history, but he won a record low of 17% of counties. Now, how do you win? <laughs> how do you how did you win more votes nationally, but yet? You don't, you, you have a record low of 17% of counties. He only won 524 counties as opposed to 873 counties uh, Obama won in 2008. Yet Biden somehow outdid Obama in total votes. So you have more people voting than there are people in these counties. You have more ballots coming in than there is population in those counties. And that way he, he could win by higher. So again, just another sign that you have a number of votes that actually human beings did not uh, individual human beings did not vote for Biden. Victorious presidential candidates, especially challengers, usually have down ballot um, coattails. Biden did not. The Republicans held the Senate and enjoyed a red wave in the House where they gained a large number of seats while winning uh, all 27 toss-up contests. Trump's party did not lose a single state legislature and actually made gains at the state level. So again, just another example of how we know 
the number of people that the media wants you to think voted for Biden did not vote for Biden. Now, this is going to be the, the theme that I'm going to come back to uh, that's really important that you understand. Uh, uh, historically, low absentee ballot rejection rates, despite the massive expansion of mail voting, such as uh, such is Biden's narrow margin that as political anal analyst Robert Barnes observes, if the states simply impose the same absentee ballot re rejection rate as recent cycles, then Trump wins the election. Uh, another one by uh, a spectator. He earned the highest share of all minority votes for a Republican, uh, talking about obviously President Trump. Uh, he earned the highest share of minority votes for a Republican since 1960. Trump grew his support among black voters by 50% over 2016. Nationally, Joe Biden's black support fell well below 90%. That is incredible for a Democrat. The level below which Democratic presidential candidates usually lose. So you got a guy who supposedly has more votes than uh, than than uh, President Trump, but yet he has less votes in the areas where where the Democrats thought they were going to win, and ninety percent uh, of those votes were not uh, from the black um, population or community. Trump increased his share of the national Hispanic vote to thirty five percent, which with sixty percent or less of the national Hispanic vote, it is uh, arithmetic. Uh, arithmet <laughs> arithmetically wow how can i not arithmetically mathematically it is not impossible it is impossible <laughs> i'm not sure why they put a riff mathematically it is impossible for a democrat president presidential candidate to win florida arizona nevada and, uh, and new mexico uh bellwether states swung further in trump's direction than in 2016. florida ohio and iowa each defined america's uh, media polls with huge wins for trump since 1852, 1852, only Richard Nixon has lost the Electoral College after winning this trio. And uh, that 1960 defeat to John F. Kennedy is still the subject of great suspicion. Uh, the next one here uh, on The Spectator. First, consider some facts. Presidential Trump received more votes than any previous incumbent seeking re-election. He got 11 million more votes than in 2016. 11 million. The third largest rise in support ever for an incumbent. By uh, way of comparison, President Obama was comfortably reelected 2012 with 3.5 million fewer votes, fewer votes, fewer votes than he received in 2008. So in 2012, Obama got fewer votes, 3.5 million fewer votes than in 2008. And yet Donald Trump gets 11 million more votes than he did in 2016 and supposedly he lost. Uh, one more for you here. Uh, statistical anom anomalies, sorry, statistical anomalies in Georgia. Biden overtook Trump with 89% of the votes counted. For the next 53 batches of votes counted, Biden led Trump by the same exact 50 uh, to 50.05 uh, 50 to 49.95% margin in every single batch. It is particularly perplexing that all the statistical anomalies and tabulations abnormalities were in Biden's favor. Uh, whether the, ca the cause was simple human error or nefarious activity or a combination, clearly something uh, peculiar, peculiar, hap peculiar happened. Wow. I cannot speak, but there was this pro And the reason I showed you that other graphic earlier is that there was this period of time in the middle of the night, the period of time in the middle of the night is which gave Biden the lead, which were all these ballots being brought in by these trucks, right? Personal trucks into these counties. And suddenly uh, overnight when everybody was sleeping, Biden took this lead. And then after that, it, 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 it uh, flattened out again so that it was just pretty much 50, 50, 49, 50s and that kind of thing. And so this, uh, so again, 
I just want to go back to the title. I don't want to take Dan Bongino's show because it does a great job on, on, on talking more about these things. So go to his show to watch it. Um, but what my focus here is that don't believe the media. Uh, it, even in the end, if we cannot Supreme Court and other courts th ac across the state to understand that the Democrats are at least smart enough to do a lot of different things in regard to, um, uh, you know, uh, fraud uh, in regard to this voting that they have, like, you know, well, they got these mail-in ballots, they got the computer system, they got um, uh, people not checking signatures, you got a whole bunch of stuff, right? And each one of those is only 10,000 to 100,000 votes. Uh, and if you have enough of those, they may find one or two of those things not valid and say, yeah, you're right, all those votes need to be um, not counted. Um, you still will not say you have the other 15, 20 things that are, uh, uh, you know, uh, fraud and, and those are not seen to be, uh, there's not enough evidence to show that they're fraudulent, then Biden will still win the election. But if you can get the Supreme Court to look at everything as a whole and say, wow, we have this, we have this, and we have this, and we have this, and we have 15 to 20 other things that when you add those all together, now that gives uh, Donald Trump the win and, and causes Biden not to become our next president. That is unfortunately what has to happen. You have to look at everything in totality, not just individual things that are happening. And that is kind of how they rig an election. Is they rig an election so that only, oh, we did catch this person and we do have an affidavit where it said, they said, well, I was told to mark all these ballots as one person. I marked 150 uh, votes. Um, and then I turned those in and I wrote in other people's names, a bunch of dead people, some other people that decided not to show up at the, at the voting booth and a whole bunch of other stuff, right? So you had one person mark all these ballots that were actually meant for other people. Um, if you discounted those 10,000 votes, it's not going to be enough to overturn the election. It, it is the totality and everything, and especially that computer system um, that is going to have to become a, a really big issue and enough to uh, overturn this election. Uh, let me look at some of the comments that are coming up here. Uh, and um, uh, watching from North Carolina, barely awake. I'm sorry, Carol. Do you want me to come on earlier? Would you rather I come on at six? Uh, it, actually, I, I was going to ask. I was going to ask somebody, uh, not ask somebody, I was going to ask the audience, what is the time? So in California, when I came on, I came on at 7.15 today. Is that a good time for everybody? Or Carol, is just odd that you're just not awake on, on tonight? Or would you like me to come on earlier? Uh, I would like to know what people, and again, use Pacific Standard Time. And that'll be, if you just say six o'clock and you're on the East Coast, it, it's going to make me think that you want me to come on uh, at six o'clock West, West uh, Coast time. Um, Lisa Cunningham, uh, been watching the Arizona hearings all day. Oh yeah, the Arizona hearings were, were something else, right? I caught uh, some of the highlights of that. That it, <laughs> Nobody else was covering, right? Um, some of these other channels that I'm watching now, I even stopped watching, I've watched Fox. I tried watching it once since the election and I can't even, well, I can't even watch it. I have not been so riveted to the hearings since Ollie North. Yeah, that was a good one too. Ollie, I remember watching Ollie North. I was young uh, when that was going on. So what is Biden hiding under the, the cat? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The big story about Biden is the dog and the dog, you know, tripping him. It's easier to sin uh, when nobody is watching. Absolutely. Hey, Hedy, nice to see you. I hope you're having a good night. Um, and uh, Carol, six uh, West Coast. OK. Uh, yeah, I might be able to come on a little bit earlier. Uh, it is a matter of finding that sweet spot when we're uh, as podcasters and um, live broadcasters. It's it's the issue that everybody has to deal with. When is our our audience? If you're talking about marketing and and authorship and book stuff, you tend to want to be on uh, you know noon uh, noon because quite often you know people are taking a break at home when they're doing work and that kind of stuff, and so that seems to be a pretty good time for that audience to watch. Uh, when you're talking about shows like this, it tends to be in the evening, uh, and then you got to consider the East Coast and the and Central Time and all that kind of stuff. So I appreciate uh, that that comment. Um, 
uh, uh, Pacific Standard Time. Uh, it is one of those, I've tried it a couple of times and it, it does appear that I get a larger audience during that time. So thank you, Carol, uh, for putting that in there. Um, and so as we're looking at everything, you know, it, it's, it's important, I think, for us to understand that our country isn't as full of idiots as um, it may appear, as the media wants us to believe, that they are obviously are, are some, of the, uh, some of the most corrupt people in our, in our world here in the United States. And they want us to believe that most of the country is, are morons. Why they want us to believe that, I'm really not sure. That, that is odd <laughs> because, again, only a moron would vote for Biden. It, they, it, only that. Uh, there's no other reason. Uh, because, again, you ask them, hey, I want you to articulate why you voted for Biden. Without using, and I, you'll see in some of my posts, I say, I want, I want to ask you a question about Joe and Kamala. Uh, but in your answer, in your comment, you cannot use Trump. You cannot use uh, anybody in his I, I need. I want you to hear why you voted for that administration. I want you to give me the highlights. Well, sometimes he knows where he's at. <laughs> like, okay, well, at least you're being honest that sometimes he knows where he's at. And, and so, okay. Uh, what about the other stuff? Uh, uh, you know, what else is it that, that you like about him? That he kills babies uh, at, at 350,000 annually. Is that something you like? Um, in California, this is way past my bedtime. Uh, earlier is better. Okay. Six o'clock looks like it might be a winning time uh, for even our West Coast. Wait a minute. This, this is past your bedtime at 741. <laughs> Lisa Cunningham, 6 p.m. Okay, good. All right. So let me come, let me come to this article and I, and I just want to read it really quick. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but there's going to be parts of it. I want to read to you. Hold on. I got a, oops, I got my notes from church yesterday. Uh, the Federalist. Oh my gosh. I got so many. Why is it not showing up? Hold on. I'm going to have to find another way to click it. I put it in my notes, but for some reason, my notes did not uh, mesh with my, with my main computer over there. Hold on. I'll find the article. Stand by. It's coming. I promise you. Go ahead and chat amongst yourselves there and uh, say hi to one another. Anybody that's watching who has not commented yet, please comment and let me know that you're watching. That would be amazing. Oh, it's not in there either. Hold on. I got to find where uh, it was Leandra who sent it to me. Uh, I was talking to her about looking at houses in your Melinda. Hmm. Uh-oh. Where did that article come from? I don't know if Leander's watching right now. If you could put it in the chat, maybe. Well, that wouldn't help me because I'm not. I'm not looking at it. Hold on. Let me look at one more. One more spot here. Oh, you know what? Never mind. I, I remember where it was. Hold on. It, this is important. This is good for you to wait, especially if you're in California. That's another state, right? Where that's another state that I, I believe uh, is not blue, and we don't have as many morons in our as our state as as we're led to believe. Now, there's a lot. Don't get me wrong. Um, uh, California has been um, uh, blue for a very long time and we're paying a price with our laws and our taxes and a whole bunch of other stuff and the closures and the um, the rolling uh, blackouts and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it's it's been a big, big thing. But I, I, I don't believe it's as um, blue as uh, they want us to believe. Uh, I think it's very red. So here we go. You got school closures maybe killing our kids. Now, I'm going to scroll down a little bit here and I, hopefully I can remember what paragraph it was in. Um, so let me see how long the article is. Maybe I can read the whole thing for those of you that can't read it. You know, let me just go ahead and read it. The whole thing. It's not that long and there's not as many big words that I'm going to choke on. <laughs> All right. Throughout California, academic grades for children forced into makeshift learn at home arrangements rather than receiving classroom instruction have plummeted. And that's among kids who are actually signing on via computer. Remember, there's not, there's a large number of, of kids who are just simply aren't 
aren't tuning in and not not signing in. So they they made the distinction that they're plummeting, even uh, and especially uh, with those that are both not signing in and a number of those that of kids who are even um, uh, signing in. Too many public school students lack the necessary equipment and internet access. But even when they have them, they may be left on their own as parents unable to work from home go to their service jobs. Thus, what used to be called truancy, just just not participating is also rampant. What's been happening or, or not happening in the huge Los Angeles Unified School District typifies a statewide syndrome. The drop in grades, uh, the drop in grades, which also is affecting other school systems, was disclosed Monday when LA Unified released a chart based on 10-week interim uh, assessments. The Los Angeles Times reported poor grades surged and the district's lower income communities, which also is where students' attendance rates are lower and where the COVID-19 pandemic has hit especially hard. The attendance figures and, the, and interim uh, assessments don't reflect the desire or capability of students. District Superintendent Austin Bootner uh, said in broadcast remarks, they're eager to learn and every bit as capable as they were before school facilities closed. But the struggle to cope with COVID-19 and online learning for children and their families is very real. The Los Angeles experience underscores this catastrophic mostly affects children and low-income families, just as COVID-19 has disproportionately heavy health impact on those same families. And even before the pandemic struck, those children were already as a group falling behind their more privileged peers, a syndrome dubbed the achievement gap. The, the long-term effects of truncated educations are obvious. The achievement gap, already yawning, uh, will widen even further, dooming more children um, to, to lives of economic struggle, struggle. And the state will be deprived of the well-educated workforce it needs for 21st century prosperity. It may be even worse. An academic team examined the potential effects of interrupting classroom learning and reported last week that it will mean a greater loss of life in the long run. The study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association estimates that 24.2 million children aged 5 to 11 each lost a median of 54 days in school last spring. The researchers said translates to 5.53 million fewer years of life due to lower educational achievement, nearly four times the estimated 1.47 million years of life that, that were lost at schools re, if schools re, had remained open. So that's, that's huge. Let me look at the number again. Um, so it goes from 5.53 million fewer years of life to 1.47 million years of life. If they, that's like almost, that's about 4 million um, more lives that will be lost um, uh, in the years. In this model of years of, of life potentially lost under differing conditions of school closure, the analysis favored schools remaining open. The study in concluded. Future decisions regarding school closures during the pandemic should consider the association between educational disruption and deceased expected lifespan and give greater weight to the potential outcomes of school closure on children's health. Most schools remain closed because local education officials and their unions are at odds on the, out, on, on the conditions of reopening. The latter are seeking virtually impossible guarantees of protection before returning to the classroom. It's nothing short of educational apartheid and not fundamentally different from the separate but unequal segregation in, in, South, in the South during the pre-civil rights era. Governor Gavin Newsom has been unwilling to intervene, apparently not wanting to confront school unions. However, he's insist, insistent that the, his management of COVID-19 pandemic is driven by science and he, uh, equity, not politics. And in this case, now we, now we know this is a lie. Now we have a scientific conclusion that's, that continuing to keep children out of school 
can shorten their lives. Newsom and other decision-making adults must get all kids back into the classroom ASAP. It's a matter of life and death. I thought that was a really good article, an important one to read to all of you and to bring it to your attention. This is so important. I said yesterday on my show, which is, I think, um, I think it's important to, to, re, um, uh, to restate. Um, I got COVID-19 uh, several weeks ago. Uh, my girlfriend got COVID-19. We both have children. She has one child. I have uh, four young children and a, and a fifth older one. And uh, we, we both had COVID-19. We both quarantined in our homes for a period of time with our kids who are not allowed to go to school because we, as parents, had COVID-19. Um, and so for approximately three weeks, um, Part of the time I was actually in the hospital, I was in the hospital for six days, but prior to going to the hospital, I was in my room where the kids would come in and say, hi, bring me breakfast, bring me lunch, bring me dinner, come and sit on the bed next to me and that kind of stuff. And this is before I knew for sure I had COVID-19, but had a strong feeling I had COVID-19. Um, but what are you going to do? I live in a single story home with three bedrooms and th that's the best we could quarantine. I don't know what you wanted me to do. Um, uh, we all know that masks don't work. They, they've never worked. Um, but yet, you know, um, you know, I even wore a mask inside my home. Just, I didn't know. I just thought, you know what? I might, <laughs> I might as well. Um, but, it, but again, they would come in when I wasn't wearing my mask and a whole bunch of, I, and I would have to venture out every so on, take my mask off so I could eat and do some drink. And yet the adults, myself and, uh, uh my girlfriend both had COVID-19 with our kids. None of our kids caught COVID-19. If they did get infected with COVID, they never showed any signs of illness and they never pass it along to anybody else. We had other people delivering food. When I was in the hospital, we had people, uh, adults delivering food to our home. We had other people coming in and out delivering oxygen tanks and that kind of stuff. I came home from the hospital eventually after a short period of time and being quarantined. And uh, at no time did any of my five children or Hedy is, uh, I'm sorry, my girlfriend's, <laughs> uh, girlfriend's um, a child and the au pair that works for her, who's 21 years old, none of them caught COVID-19. Why? Because we know the young don't necessarily catch the COVID-19. If they do, they don't pass it on. We've known this through st studies in Europe and even in some Asian countries. And so this, this article that I just read and in regard to uh, my experience with COVID-19 is that in the hospital, there are no other children in the ward that could hold 90 people, not 80 or 90 people, where there were only 15 people with COVID-19 in one of the largest medical units in Southern California. This Kaiser Permanente is huge. The campus is gigantic. And they had enough beds for 80 patients. They only had 15 on the floor to the point where they had to, they had to furlough uh, medical personnel because there just wasn't enough business. And you're hearing on the news that they it's there's so many people dying of COVID-19 that they can't get another patient inside of these uh, hospitals. So untrue. It is so untrue. I was there and I asked questions. I asked a lot of questions and they're saying, no, it, we had to furlough a bunch of people. There's people not working. And so everything you're being told is a lie is a lie uh, to uh, control you and for you to believe something is going to kill you when in fact it probably isn't. Um, at 58 years old, I was able to get in there and the administration had made sure that everything that I needed for uh, treatment for the COVID-19 was available to me. Anything that needed to be given to me was given to me and available. It cost me nothing. It cost me zero. I've got no bills. I've got nothing. Um, so I went to Kaiser Permanente, got treated, got well, um, and uh, got oxygen delivered to my home where I needed to be on oxygen for a little while and I paid for nothing. So what I don't know what it is. And when I hear the news, I go, I'm going, I don't even know what they're talking about. My experience with COVID, and I'm, I'm kind of glad I got COVID-19 because it gave me that experience so I could share it with you. I can share with you that my children who were in the home while I had COVID-19 and even my girlfriend came over a couple of times, 
nobody got COVID-19 other than us, the old, the old folks. <laughs> and we're still here to tell you the story. None of us died. Uh, as a matter of fact, she never got hospitalized. I, I got hospitalized because I did get um, uh, pneumonia and it did affect my lungs. And you can still hear it a little bit in my lungs when I speak and that kind of stuff. And I still get out of breath. And I still have to take lots of naps. They tell me that this is going to go on for several months as I begin, as I, the, the, the recovery is very long. So right now I have something what they call long COVID. So I had the, the, apparently the short COVID when I was in our hospital, hospital. Uh, and then after I got out of the hospital, uh, now I'm on this long COVID, which is supposed to last a lot younger, longer, younger, a lot, lot longer. And so again, so we have that. The other thing I want to tell you is that, and I said this yesterday too, is that you have a large number of people that are still not going to the hospital because of what they're hearing in the media. They're thinking that I can't, I got this diarrhea or I got this, this really uncomfortable feeling, but I'm not going to go to the hospital because they are strapped for medical personnel. And I'm not going to be one that's going to go there and add to the problems of the hospital, or they've contacted Dr. Well, we're not accepting, um, uh, um, you know, what's the word they give it? Um, uh, optional care. There's another word, word for it. Um, uh, gosh, darn it. I forgot. I had it yesterday. I had it this morning when I was talking to somebody about it. Um, uh, elective. I'm not going to go in there for something that's basically elective. Uh, you need to go home and wait until this pandemic's over. And so I know of a couple people uh, who now have a foot and a half, not, uh, not the number of people that have a foot and a half, uh, half long tumor, but uh, that's one example. One of the people that I know uh, of has a, a foot and a half long tumor that they, the only reason they discovered it is because he had refused to go to the, and, and he's a doctor, by the way, uh, he, he didn't want to go and become part of the problem, supposedly at a hospital, and went into sepsis and passed out in the garage and fell on the ground um, because of the infection from the tumor that's in his body that he never went to the hospital to go find out about it because of the, the hysteria that you can't go there because you'd be taking up a bed because it's not, it's, it's elective that you have a little bit of discomfort in your belly. Uh, and, uh, you know, you don't need to go. That's and if I know somebody, possibly a large number of you know somebody. Um, you have people that have anxiety and depression. Well, I'm not going to go in. I'm going to instead I'm going to commit suicide because it's just I'm not going to go there, and become part of the problem. So you have so many people that are making these poor decisions, bad decisions of not going to the hospital and being treated uh, because of, again, what they're being told that. And so the story that I just read you, how it's killing children and it's causing children to far behind, and especially in the poor communities where they're already behind, they're already struggling. Why? Because they don't have fathers quite often. Not having a father at home is one of the leading causes of, of, of young men going up and ending up in prison, uh, being uh, inarticulate and, and not having the ability to read uh, and not having the ability to do math and write is when you come from a home statistically, and most um, uh, studies show that if you uh, grow up in a, in a fatherless home, you're going to struggle and, and you're more likely to end up in prison and more uh, likely to not be able to read and a whole bunch of other educational issues. Um, now, that does, that, does that mean everybody that grows up with a father? Does? No, some go up and, and run a huge business. But the statistics say that if you grow up without a father, you're going to struggle as it is. Now you add that their mother is now the only one working and they can't afford internet. They can't afford the equipment to get online. And now you have already a, a student struggling because of their circumstances, now not able to get online. And, and again, this is happening in the, the cities where we have the highest amount of crime, the highest amount of drug use, the highest amount of alcoholism. And now you you have a president you, you voted for, you dimwit. Whatever dimwit is watching and who's not 
that has, doesn't have the balls to, to, to comment and say, well, I voted for uh, Joe Biden because I really want our, co our country to be shut down for next, another six months. Or I, I don't mind that we're killing 350 million babies every year. Uh, and I don't mind that we have uh, you know, more uh, deportations other than Democratic um, uh, government, because that's the truth. There have been more deportations, arrests of illegal aliens under Democratic rule than, and than our most recent Republican um, uh, situation. And they, they uh, colluded with the Russians. If that's what you want, and you want more children to die because of our lack of education and our, our school closures and more people uh, to die because uh, they are not treating things like cancer and getting early uh, diagnosis so that they can treat the cancer before it gets to a point where they can no, no longer treat it. If that's the world that you want, then continue to vote for Democrats. That is, that is, that is why I believe Democrats are some of the dumbest people on the planet. Because this isn't, this isn't um, uh, news. This isn't, uh, uh, this is fact-based, fact-based, science-based. And I know that the facts and science are uh, your kryptonite Democrats, but this is all the truth. Um, Carol has something written here. They are saying my stepdad has COVID. His oxygen intake is 96 and he is 92. They are lying. Padded numbers. He does not have it. Lies makes me sick. Yeah, mine, they didn't get worried about mine and I'm not 92, um, but 96 uh, was like a goal. Like if I was at 96, they were going, all right, you're good. You can go home soon. As a matter of fact, when mine was 96, I, they sent me home because when it, when they were worried, it was at 83 and 80. Uh, that was the number that they thought, man, if you're in the 80s or you're in big trouble, we think you're going to die. <laughs> so so that's when they said, uh, we need you to see the, uh, the DNR here. Here's a DNR for you to sign. Here's some other documentation that, you know, what does you want to do with your eyeballs and your kidneys and your liver? Uh, do you want to, to, to give them them away? And I said, of course, what am I going to do with them when I'm dead? And so I signed all these papers and all that kind of stuff. But 96 is when they said, well, you're doing great. You could probably get out the oxygen. You could probably go home. You can probably run and jump and, and do uh, you know push-ups and stuff like that. So um, I'm not a doctor, Carol, obviously. And I know you're not going to listen to me for medical advice, but 96, I think you're right. I think um, something is definitely wrong there. Uh, but they get extra money. And they also get extra money for, and the, the, pre the president says that, oh my God, did you hear what he said? And they, and I was in the hospital. They said, yeah, we get paid. I didn't pay for it. I didn't pay anything. And the hospital gets paid for COVID patients. That's why they gave me everything I needed. <laughs> there was nothing. They filled me with so much crap. Uh, they, and, I, and I survived, obviously. They gave me uh, hydroxychloroquine. No, I took hydroxychloroquine on my own. Chloroquine on my own. Uh, but uh, they gave me uh, remdesivir and uh, convalescent plasma and steroids and all the vitamins they could find on the, on the shelf. I took about every vitamin they had possible. I needed for nothing. I got ice cream. I got salmon for dinner. I got all, I, I got, I was like, I was staying at a, at a resort other than I couldn't leave my room. And I had to wear one of those open back things where my butt was hanging out, um, which, you know, so, you know, it's, it's not horrible, but uh, <laughs> And I had to pee in cups. That was the other thing. Um, so other than those things, it was a resort. And, uh, and it cost me nothing. And, uh, and they took care of me and I survived and it's all good. Uh, and yes, um, the uh, hospitals do get money for each COVID patient. So the more they can find their, their COVID-19, the more they make money. Um, all right, my friends. So uh, the good news is, and I want you to take away the good news. The good news is based on what I showed you earlier in the show with all the uh, the fraud that's going on and the, the ballots that were, were all filled out by one person uh, as opposed to 100 people or 2,000 people, um, that just shows you that there's not as many stupid people, as many dimwit Democrats as we, as we, as we, uh, the media wants us to uh, believe that uh, the numbers are actually lower. And I think that's actually a good thing that we need to understand that, that there are 80 million uh, Republicans quite possibly who actually voted for Trump 
that their votes were turned around. So we have way more smart people, conservative Christians and conservatives and, and independents and maybe even some Democrats who are smart enough to vote for Trump, knowing that a vote for Biden is for these things and a whole bunch of other crap and closing our country for another six months and having a mask mandate. So I'm, I'm gonna save my TV again here and it's probably gonna go. Good. Um, uh, there's this one guy, oops. Andrew Kaczynski is one there we go. Uh, I'm watching uh, Newsmax and uh, I really like Newsmax. If you're not watching Newsmax, I think you're making a huge mistake. And there's a couple other channels. Uh, if you're not, I'm on Rumble. Uh, I'll actually have a URL that I'll share out for that later on. Um, and of course, Parler, come in and visit me. I put, I just uploaded a couple videos, uh, past videos, because they don't have live broadcasting on Parler or uh, Rumble yet, but they're, they're planning on it, I understand. So I should be doing that as soon as it goes live. Um, but uh, what I've done is uploaded the, um, the recorded version of the videos that I do here. So please go there and subscribe. That would be awesome. I would really appreciate that. And of course, we have a YouTube channel. If you go to theandyfalcoshow.com, theandyfalcoshow.com, um, we're on YouTube too, uh, also. So you can go there too. Uh, again, what is Biden hiding under the cast? I don't know. Is that a, is that a, is this a joke or is that am I supposed to ask you? Um, what is Biden hiding under the cast, Carol? <laughs> I guess I got to wait for the answer now. What is it that that Biden is hiding under the cast? Um, of um, what? I don't know. I've not actually seen the cast. I, I don't. It was a. It's his foot, right? He broke his foot or has a hairline fracture. Oh, stay tuned. All right. I'm just going to stay tuned. <laughs> I can't wait to find out. All right, my friends. I love you guys. God bless you. Thanks for watching. Make sure and share, subscribe. If you're watching the replay, please comment. The comments are the way that I uh, get the show out where it needs to go. And one other thing before I leave, and that is go to uh, wait 15 minutes. Wait 15 minutes while I get online and go to the usapatriotproject.com. If you go to usapatriotproject.com, you're going to go to a website where you can donate. But if you want to go to the the the, the new URL, which is the Patrick the, the US Project.com, um, that will be redirected to our uh, website. All right. And so you can click on there and see the website. And here is the new logo. Uh, at least that's one of them that we're looking at right now. I, I really do like it a lot. And again, I see a coin being made out of that logo and the backside having some type of scripture, probably John 1 2 or something like that, which is the one where um, it says that if you are um, have joy in adversity, that it is the thing that's going to uh, make you stronger and better um, uh, as a human being on this planet and something like that. It's not exactly the words, of course, but <laughs> I made it up, um, but that's on there. All right, my friends, uh, God bless. I love you very much and appreciate you. Go to the U.S. Patriot Project in about 10, 15 minutes and you'll be redirected to the website. All right, my friends, love you. Take care. Talk to you later. Bye.